Welcome to In Search of Peace and Healing. I'm your host, Celia Boone. This morning, we are very pleased and happy to welcome our special guest, Becky Oliver. Hello, Becky. Hey, Celia. Hey, Ken. How are y'all? Doing great. Good. Good. Becky and I go way back. In fact, we met in childhood, um, I believe at camp meeting. Um, We also would see each other at denominational medical dental conferences. We went to a parochial high school together. Um, We were both pianists and loved music. And, um, you know, we also kind of wore rebellion as a badge of honor and did some hijinks in high school. I remember sneaking her off campus, taking her to for fast food and stuff. So, um you know, we were kind of kindred spirits. Um, more recently, um, of course, she played at our wedding. Um, and Becky and I went to a women's retreat together a few years back. Um, Ken and I have enjoyed her hospitality at her wonderful, peaceful home in the mountains. And um, we just have really enjoyed having our paths cross again um, with Becky. So um, Becky was one of the cool kids growing up. You know, I really, I really looked up to her and she was really cool and really nice and lots of fun. And, um, you know, I always really liked her. Um, She wasn't snobby or, you know, standoffish or whatever. She was always warm and friendly and, and I, that's one of the things that I love about her. When Ken was putting this show together, um, one of the things he brought up to me early was that he wanted Becky on the show both early and often. And I immediately said, yes, yes, yes. Um, and so as soon as we asked her, Becky immediately said yes. So here we are doing this phone interview this morning. And thank you, Becky, for getting up so early to do this interview. So what we'd like to know, Becky, is we'd like for you to tell us about your musical journey. And in particular, what song or songs did you use to help you get through your struggles and your rough patches in life? Well, first of all, I want to tell you that when you say that about locking in and that first step, it it always brings tears to my eyes because it makes me happy knowing that somebody appreciates music like I do. I always say music is the um, windows to your soul. I guess my journey started, my mom taught me piano at a very early age. We always had a piano in the house, and she taught me piano at eight years old. And I started playing piano, and she also taught my brother, but he quit. He didn't like it. I, um, I enjoyed it, but I didn't 
really appreciate it because um, I had to practice an hour every day and it was classical music and I <clears throat> was a very rebellious young lady and <laughs> classical was not <laughs> what I really wanted to play. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was not one of my um, favorite things. So when I started getting, uh, I surpassed my mom and she sent me to another piano teacher and she taught me what she knew and then I surpassed her and went to a very hard piano teacher and um, she was very, very um, strict. I can remember her getting a ruler and when, if you didn't put your hands the correct way, she'd take the ruler and smack the underside of mm. your wrist. And, um, you know, that's how she taught with an iron fist. And it, it scared the crud out of me. And I just, um, she put me in national competition and I hated them. I had to get all dressed up. I had to learn a piece and then I had to get in front of these judges. And I felt like a dog performing tricks. Mm-hmm. And it just pissed me off. So I remember one day going in, we had a recital. And I got in and I did the first two lines of the song and I went completely blank. Mm-hmm. And I could not remember the song. And so I started it again and got through the first two uh, bars and I forgot again. And I just, I walked off the stage and I told my mom, never again, ever, never again. And um, she didn't make me, and which I was very grateful for. So I also got hired by a Baptist church when I was 10 years, I think 10 or 12 years old. And they paid me 50 bucks a week to come and play. Now, that's good money when you're that age. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, for, for a, a 12, 10 or 12-year-old kid getting 50 bucks, went and played for church, played for Sunday night, and played for um, Wednesday night prayer meeting. So I made, I made my own money when I was that age playing the piano. So... Um, mm-hmm. I knew that maybe I could, you know, do something with it later on, but I knew I didn't want to play classical. That was a big thing. So um, I was telling Celia that my parents didn't let us listen to anything but classical music or, you know, Mario Alonzo or, you know, really easy listening music. Mm-hmm. And I can remember my my sister rebelled, and her first album was the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> and <laughs> I know it, it, that was the epitome of the going to hell album. You know, <laughs> how could you do that? It's the Smothers Brothers. So it, you know. I kept thinking there's got to be better music out there. And um, they they gave me a radio at Christmas, and I was probably in the seventh grade. 
and um, let's just put it this way. I was introduced to rock and roll um, by Chuck Berry, mm -hmm. and um, it was a, a very graphic song, and I thought, wow, so this is rock and roll, and I'm going to really enjoy it. So I started playing pop and rock and roll and learned how to play Stairway to Heaven and really enjoyed, um, you know, playing different musical pieces. The older I got, the, the more into um, uh, alcohol and drugs I got. So my, my playing music was not one of my top priorities. And there for a long time, I sort of abandoned um, playing. So when I finally got into recovery um, back in 1989, I remember my, my mom and dad brought my, well, my mom told me that she was going to give me a piano for my wedding whenever I got married. And I said, well, you better give it to me now because I probably, you know, be too old to play it by the time I get married. <laughs> they, they brought the um, piano down, and um, I lived in Wilmington at the time, and um, I started playing again, and it was it was very it was very peaceful for me. You know, if I was upset or you know, it it just. I played in all different moods, you know, and I think my fa most favorite song, my gra it was my grandfather's song, and it was His Eyes on the Sparrow. Mm -hmm. And that song, I can remember sitting down and playing it, and when the part comes, I sing, because I'm happy, I'd, go, I'd sing it real angry, and I'd go, I sing, because I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasn't, but by the time I got finished with the song, you know, it had changed my attitude. And, you know, every time I think about that song, it reminds me that I don't care what I go through. You know, God is always, always with me. You know, um, if he can care about every little feather on a sparrow and, and care for them, then I know he cares for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that has been, um, that and the woman at the well, um, that's another favorite of mine because, um, I very much mirror the woman at the well mm -hmm. And um, so that's another one of my songs that I really like. So um, uh, I moved back up here to um, Columbus. And, of course, my dad and I are very close. And he and I did a lot of work outside together. And as Celia knows, well, Celia and Ken both. I don't know if Ken, but I, I'm I'm a sort of a mountain woman, and mm -hmm. I like to do splitting wood and and um, you know chop. Well, we we I use a I use a chainsaw, 
And so my dad and I would go out and cut trees and split wood. And so about, I guess it's been six years in April, dad and I were out uh, cutting and splitting wood. And we were, I was rolling these 300 pound logs up to get split. And then it just so happened that when I, we, we were in a, on a roll and I threw a log, rolled a log up there and had just got it rolled up. And I don't know what happened, but my hand was between the log and the end of the log splitter. And the end of the log splitter is nothing but a real steel beam. Mm -hmm. And my dad turned on the splitter too fast and I yanked my hand out too too slow, which that was stupid of me to have it there in the first place. I don't know why it was there anyway. So it crushed, it, it broke my ring finger twice. It, it smashed. I have no bones on the top of my ring finger or my middle finger. Um, my middle finger looked like a weenie in a vice grip. Um, it was smashed flat, and my index finger was mangled pretty bad. And um, all I can remember is my dad um, sitting on the ground just moaning, oh, my God, what have I done, what I've done. That hurt me worse than my hand. Wow. I, um, you know, I, I, every time I think about that, it just breaks my heart because um, he felt like it was his, you know, his problem, which it wasn't. But anyway, um, took, a, took me to the hospital and the guy uh, the surgeon told me, oh, just cut him off, they'll heal over. <laughs> and my oh. dad's like, oh, we're not doing that. He said, you need to find us a good hand surgeon. So they took me up to Asheville, and the surgeon, before we started, I asked him to pray for me, and he said, absolutely. And um, so he prayed, and he said, I don't know if you'll ever be able to play the piano again. I told him, I said, look, you do your job. God and I will do ours. <laughs> and three months later, well, let's see, happened in April, May, June, yeah. June, for Father's Day, I sat down and played my dad. Um, uh, oh, it is well. Oh. And um, we both ended up crying so God has brought me through a lot of um, you know I believe in miracles that I, uh, all the time I see them happen all the time and every time I play the piano I'm reminded that I am a miracle and he's given me back my um, ability to play and be of service to him so um that was one of the things that was uh very prominent in my life but um i now play for i, I play for a methodist church um every other sunday um i've been asked i i was um i don't know if i should 
say blacklisted or blackballed, but anyway, I was not able to play in the church that I was raised in for about eight years. Wow. And yeah, there was a <clears throat> little indiscrepancies in there and I they felt relate. like I can relate. Yes. I'm I'm sure that there's quite a few people. And um because of things that they didn't approve of that I was wearing, um, that made it so I couldn't play the piano. So just recently I have now been able to play the piano in the last two years, two, three years I've been able to play the piano and um bring back music and it's very nice because I have a lot of people in the church that tell me that they miss my playing. Mm. So um mm. yeah, that's it's a it's a blessing. Um it's not only a blessing for me, but it's blessing for the people that you know, that were there that missed my playing. So um yeah. It it, it it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I enjoy playing for like you and you too, for your wedding. I think that's a wonderful gift, um, you know, for me to be able to, to unite people in marriage, um, with music and I play for, for funerals, which I think one of the one funerals I played for, they had all secular songs. No, the only song that they had was Amazing Grace, but the rest was like Wake Up Little Susie and <laughs> Elvis songs. And and I thought that was pretty cool, you know. I've oh, never yeah. been to a funeral where they played all, you know, songs like that. So <laughs> Love Me Tender by Elvis. And so that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I've, you know, I, like I said, I, I think music is the windows to your soul and and we can either use it for good or we can use it to destroy and and for me I love to be able to make people happy and um it it makes me happy just to sit down and and play you know so that's That's just a a blessing for me. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more, the number two, say.weebly.com. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.